everyone welcome to normalizing me this is the first episode of season two and i'm so excited um in this interview i interviewed shannon of the untamed optimist blog um she has such a great personality warning though this podcast i hit record like right after i asked her um, what's her um, blog called and what's it about so it does start at a weird time but other than that everything should be perfectly fine i really hope you enjoyed this you enjoy this episode without further ado let's just get right into it called the untamed optimist and it's a lifestyle blog that gives advice for younger women or just younger students and it's also like a safe space to talk about you know things that are affecting our generation that nobody could have ever like nobody could have guessed that we were going to be in this situation and so I just I want to create a safe space for people to come together and you know be able to relate to each other yeah I definitely get that pretty sure when I was in eighth grade, I didn't think I would be spending my junior year at home. Yeah. And they always tell you that, you know, high school is going to be the best four years of your life. Mm -hmm. But I think that's allowed our generation to understand that it doesn't have to be. Yeah. So what kind of things do you like specifically talk about? So I started out by mostly posting recipes of my own. And now I've kind of branched out a little more. And so I'm sharing my experience as somebody who created a business during the pandemic and kind of jumped right into their career as a blogger right out of high school. And also along the way, I'm trying to give as much advice as I can about, you know, doing well in school, trying to stay on track of your financials and just the common problems that young women go through. I can understand the jumping on the entrepreneur life in high school or right after high school during the summer I was actually doing a lot of activism stuff and then I was awesome yeah I was like well let me do a podcast because I run my mouth by myself (laughs) so (laughs) I totally understand (laughs) I just decided to do a podcast I didn't think that I would like meet so many people that also do it and that it was like also I didn't think it would be so hard but yeah there's definitely a lot of work being put into being a content creator but I think that what ultimately makes it all pay off is the really great relationships that you can make with other content creators as well as the opportunities it presents in terms of like if you want to create a career out of it or if you see it going or becoming something larger than just a hobby what do you think was the most challenging part of it all I remember like always being on my computer and kind of like feeling bad because I didn't, I knew like I wanted to get off my computer, but the only way I could get something done was like, I have to be on the computer or on my phone on Instagram posting something. Yeah, I've definitely had the battle of how much time should I be being online and how much time should I spend on social media in particular versus how much time is actually good for my mental health to be online and how Mm -hmm. much just kind of balancing your mental health versus you know the health and the growth of your blog or your podcast or however you create content 
I set time limits on my phone for different apps, but I would be like in the middle of posting something and my phone would be like, oh, well, you reached the time limit. And then I have to like, like extending it and extending it. And then eventually I just cut it off. Yeah, I definitely heard that a lot of people had that issue. And I think that's what deterred me from doing it myself. But I definitely considered it a lot. Now I kind of block out my day by the hour. So I use Google Calendar and I set up my days hourly and I have in all my classes and then I can say, okay, I'm going to spend an hour on Instagram this morning, but I'm not going to do anything else on Instagram for like a lot of the day um, just to kind of give myself a break. So how do you calendar block? Because I've heard people doing that, but I've never quite understood and the YouTube videos are no help. (laughs) So I keep a planner and at the beginning of every month or at some point during the year, like if it's spring break or winter break and I have a lot of time off, I'll set aside a big chunk of time to go through my entire planner and just write out different blog post ideas that I have. And then from there, I kind of work backwards. So I'll put something about Instagram on there so that I can promote the blog post there, something about going on my Instagram stories. And then I kind of fill in with when am I going to make graphics or when am I going to post on Pinterest and things like that. So everything is kind of based around the blog post date, but it just branches out from there, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I get it. So in high school, when they kind of shove it in your face, like you need to know what you're going to do for the rest of your (laughs) life, um, I kind of struggled with that when they mentioned it earlier on. But over time, I really realized that, you know, I love journalism and copywriting. And I'm also, at the time, I had a little bit of interest in photography. And since then, that's grown. And so I just picked being a journalist. And That really resonated with me until I realized in yearbook class that if I'm going to be a professional journalist, you know, working at, I don't know, your favorite newspaper, (laughs) um, (laughs) there would be a team of like seven to 12 editors that will just rip your piece to shreds and they will tell you every little problem that there is. And by the end of it, it kind of doesn't feel as authentic or at least for me, it doesn't because I write the way that I talk. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't love the concept of having a group of people just just absolutely tear my pieces to part. Um, So instead I kind of decided, you know what? I wanna be my own team of editors and I wanna be the copywriter and the photographer and the photo editor. I wanna do all of that because then I can kind of control what's going out there and I know that it's exactly how I want it to be and from there on I was like you know what blogging is a really good idea because then I can be all of those things yeah that sounds really cool did you like what's your college major and did you base it around journalism at first I was going to but then I realized that personally I have excelled in English more so than any of my other subjects And so I've gotten pretty far with the education that I have. And most majors or minors that you have are going to have English prerequisites. So I knew that I would get pretty far from that alone. And so I did not major in journalism. I'm currently majoring in business administration. And that's so that I know what kinds of risks and benefits that there are in the marketplace and 
just how to be really smart about marketing decisions and to just have a broader view of that whole part of blogging. Thinking because I have to apply to a college soon. And so I've been kind of thinking about whether or not to just go like complete podcasting and content creator or to do like college with podcasting and try to find a major that could help me with it. Yeah, I totally understand that struggle. And they definitely, I think that making that kind of major life decision is really difficult, especially when you're a sophomore or a junior and it feels like your senior year is so far away. But then when you're a senior, you just feel like, wow, I'm actually really young and I have to make this decision and it's going to influence my life for like the next five to 10 years. And it can be really nerve wracking actually. (laughs) But I would always recommend that people take a business degree if they can. Um, Because as a business major myself, I've realized how versatile it is. And it kind of teaches you the things that you really wish you learned in high school, but that they just won't teach you. because it's allowed me to find a lot more freedom financially. Like I understand like what a Roth IRA was. I never knew what that was in high school. And so like little things like that, they just come in handy in real life. And then also a business degree is very versatile. You can take it anywhere because business is everywhere. How is balancing college with your blog? It can be difficult sometimes, um, especially with like more rigorous courses. Everybody always kind of jokes that the spring semester is like the worst of all because in the fall you kind of create this little cushion of nice classes and then you push (laughs) all of those harder things to the end and you're not thinking and then when you go to take them you're like wow why did I push all four of these hard classes all at one time Um, but I'm making it through pretty well Um, I'm happy with my grades and I think the one thing that's helped me most is just that hourly planning because I can say, okay, from 11 until three, I know that I'm going to be in a lab and a lecture and I'm not going to be able to do anything else. What do I want to do as soon as I get out of class? So I'll give myself like an hour of free time and I won't put anything in my schedule because I know that I'm not going to be very productive. In fact, I'm probably brain dead after a class. Um, And then I give another hour after that, I'll just say, you know what, I think I need to get some blog work done. I'll just set a timer on my phone. And oftentimes I'll use like music or something on my phone so that I'm not tempted to pick it up, you know? And then I just kind of let the creative process flow from there. Usually blogging is something that brings me a lot of joy. And so it's not very hard to, to sit in front of my laptop and type. Yeah. How did you go about like setting up your blog, like from the website and picking out the names and stuff? That was a long process. Um, I, as I said before, I have been blogging since August of 2016. So I was 14 years old when I started my blog and I've definitely made a lot of mistakes and learned from them. Um, Probably the biggest mistake was not understanding SEO. And that's pretty much like Google's version of marketing for you. So when people are making searches and things, I had no idea that I needed to put all of my key terms somewhere on my homepage so that Google would pick it up. And so I really just wanted to get down to business, you know, 
who am I? What am I going to be for people who are coming across my blog? And I just wanted to be a really positive outlet for them. And I wanted them to feel like, you know, you don't have to like stop at the end of a sentence or like you don't have to stop in the middle of a sentence. You can keep going and you can keep building these relationships online and you don't have to really worry so much about, you know, just being perfect online. And so I just wanted to be the untamed optimist, you know, um, but I definitely made a lot of mistakes in terms of marketing, like the, probably the first two, two and a half years. I didn't really understand how to get myself out there and how to really. You seem like you have like a super fun personality is like from your Instagram. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) And were you an introvert? Like, how did you learn to express yourself more on social media and on your blog and not come across as so like cut dry? So it's definitely very popular, at least in my high school, from the people that I know, to have like a cleaned cleaned up version of your life on Instagram. And I think that's kind of the expectation when you go on someone's like Instagram, you just see like the, the better moments of their life. And so my blog was kind of taking a spin on that and just saying, here's the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, I, I talked about doing poorly academically last year because of all of the major changes we went through and just being authentic about life and just saying, it's not all good. It's not all pretty. Here I am. (laughs) You know, you don't have to always be perfect. You don't always have to feel pretty. You can just be you and be authentic on social media. And it doesn't have to be this crazy thought, you know? Yeah, definitely. In your blog, one of the blog posts that I read was about like, um, the importance of a natural diet. Are you vegan? I am not, but I have some stomach issues that have been pretty chronic. And so part of healing from that is choosing foods that my stomach decides that it agrees with, um, whether they're my favorite foods or not, just eating well and knowing what my body needs. And so through that, I found a whole community of people who consider it eating intuitively and I really fell in love with the concept of just eating what's right for you, eating in the amount that you need and stopping when you're not hungry, you know, just, it's not restrictive, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of people, especially girls struggle with that. I know like as kids, you're told to like eat everything on your plate. So as you get older, it's kind of harder to like stop because you're supposed to eat everything on your plate. Yeah, I definitely understand that. And then there's, there's also a lot of diet culture on social media. And so I I also wanted to be like a space for people, or I wanted to create a space for people where, you know, your plate doesn't have to be perfect. I still have my hamburger, my French fries, but I'm also getting a healthy mix of the nutrients from fruits and vegetables and just giving myself all kinds of sources of the nutrients that it needs and not just always picking, picking meat over vegetables or fruit over vegetables, just giving yourself a variety. Yeah. That sounds like perfect. (laughs) How did like your classmates or your family react to you having a blog? My family was really supportive. Um, My brother is actually the person who told me 
and it's the main quote on my blog, it's on the top of the homepage, you do you and people will follow. He told me that right before I decided to study abroad in Costa Rica in, I think, 2018. And he was like, you know what, I can't tell you to go on this trip or not to go on this trip because it was a lot of money, you know. Um, but he was like, I can't tell you whether you should go or not. But I can tell you that so long as you make the decisions that are best for yourself, people are going to be right there behind you. And so he just kind of ended the conversation with you do you and people will follow. And it just really resonated with me because, you know, sometimes you can forget that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that was just like a really changing point for me. And did your classmates have anything to say? Like, did you tell them? I mostly told my close friends at first. Um, again, probably like the first year or two. And then after that, it was like uphill from there because I had just such a supportive group of people just around me. Um, and so it gave me the confidence that I needed to start telling like strangers or introducing yourself in the beginning of a new class. You know, that was my thing was, hey, I'm Shannon and I'm a blogger. Here's how I do it and why I want to continue doing it. And it was just always a conversation starter for me. So I never felt like scared to mention it. In fact, I kind of took pride in it and I wanted it to be part of my image. You know, I wanted to be recognized mm -hmm. for that. That's great. I remember when I like started the Instagram for my podcast and like my mom was like texting everybody that she knew and like telling everybody like, DJ has a podcast. You should listen to it. It's coming out on Sunday. That's awesome. I, was, I was getting followers from like a lot of family members and then everybody is just like oh where is it and then like the older generation didn't know whether or not it was like I was live on Instagram speaking to people um yeah so I think that's awesome having, that, yeah that you have that group of people <laughs> I think just having that like even though I'm not scared to say it I feel like I'm I'm bragging and I know it, but I just feel like maybe I shouldn't brag so much because it's like, oh, my, my name's Deja, you know, I have a podcast. I've also done activism. And then everybody's just like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah, there's definitely like people who aren't really going to understand like how much dedication it takes to stick it with something like that. Um, and so like sometimes it can seem like maybe somebody's just like oh I have a podcast you know like because maybe they have like a YouTube channel and they like just talked about something real quick and they just put it on YouTube one time mm -hmm. but when you really do have a podcast or you really do commit to having a blog you can look back and it's so awesome to just see like past episodes and past blog posts of you know your hard work your research and your dedication to your podcast you know and I think that that kind of speaks for itself yeah I think a lot of people when you say things like oh I'm a blogger oh I'm a podcaster they think of it in terms of oh I'm a youtuber because there's a lot of youtube channels that have like three videos from like 2016 and people still like in their instagram bios like youtuber click the link below to watch the newest youtube video and it's like from three years ago exactly yeah Definitely the creative process because I have a lot of thoughts and I want to share them with people. And when it comes to like opinion pieces, those are definitely fun to share. And that's kind of how I filled up my Instagram was like, 
what are the conversation pieces that I want to have that are like either a shorter conversation or maybe a more personal conversation. Um, I can have those on Instagram and then have like advice kind of conversations with my readers um, on the blog. And I, it really does feel like a conversation once you really get into it because you meet people in person that you recommend to your blog and then mm -hmm. you see that they subscribe to your email and it's like really fun to see you know like they really are coming back and reading and yeah it, it just feels exciting awesome. yeah it, it feels great and I'm sure you feel the same with your podcast you know seeing a certain number of views you know like that's a certain number of people yeah every time I see like even if it's like three views I'm just or like I had like 15 listens on a podcast and I was like imagine 15 people in this room with me right now like that's a lot of people exactly that's the mindset to have I think some people forget that and they're like oh it's just 15 but for me it's like that's 15 people that I don't even know and they're just listening to me blabber for like 30 minutes yeah it, it definitely took away from the pressure of getting lots of Instagram likes because instead of like just somebody looking at a picture and liking it it feels so much more real when I know that they went through the whole blog post, scrolled all the way to the bottom. And, you know, I even get notifications that somebody's on my blog and it will tell me like how long they were there. So I can get a good idea if it was just like a bot or something, or if somebody stayed on my blog site and clicked on multiple pieces and like stuck around and was really invested in my work, you know? Yeah. What's like the easiest part? of blogging how did you like maintain your like how do you maintain your instagram and a good schedule for that and come up with photos and captions and things like that that would probably be the hardest part actually is keeping up with the instagram side of things the algorithm is not my best friend and i definitely can't keep up as much as they probably expect like a content creator to um because I see some people who manage to post every single day and they're on their stories as well. And I mean, I commend those people because I do not have the time, but I definitely try to share like little bits and pieces of my day that I think are interesting. And based on the reaction that that gets, it gives me inspiration to take pictures and talk more about that in later posts. Yeah, because with me, I'm horrible at posting on my feed, but I can post every sorry my dog is like running in circles I can <laughs> every once in a while on my story like throughout the day but posting on my feed it's like you'll look at it and you'll be like kept going but I am like working behind the scenes I just work more on the podcast side of things than the actual this You're is fine. probably one of those podcasts that were started and like never Instagram yeah and I feel that too I definitely have seen like a pattern in the past of weeks that I really focused on the blog but I didn't post so much to Instagram and vice versa and it's definitely time consuming and I think that's the biggest part of it is just having 24 hours in the day and taking a certain amount of that and setting it aside to actually do it. Yeah I've been trying to get a little bit better at it um working on like a schedule for it but I think just doing the podcast and like I can do that all day I can just talk and 
even still, like sometimes I'll not even be talking. I'll be talking on the phone. I'm like, um, is there anything else that you want to share? I think I've asked all my questions. I would just say that I am like really excited for like the warmer weather, you know, because <laughs> I, I have a lot of big plans. Um, I, I do a lot of gardening. If you scroll far enough back in my feed, you'll find like last summer and last spring. And I do a lot of work around our house. I call it our little homestead because we have lots of flower gardens and a big like vegetable market garden. And that's a huge part of my life. Um, not only because it allows me to eat intuitively, but it also allows me to cultivate something other than the blog. And so that becomes a huge part of my life. And I'm really excited for that like season to come back around because it is just a huge time of year for me. And I feel like the blog blossoms from it too. And I'm definitely going to share a lot more of it this year. Yeah, I recently moved. So I'm excited to like get my room in order and the, the spring weather to just happen. I feel like when it's brighter outside and you're like in a clean space and everything just kind of flows and it's super easy to get in the groove of things. Yeah, and like the vibe of like a clean room with the windows open on like a sunny, breezy day, like that vibe is everything for me. <laughs> so, I love yeah, that. I and I also love like the rain and just oh, yeah. hearing the rain just fall. That's very calming for me. Mm -hmm. I have a metal roof. I, I don't know if I mentioned this. I live in an 1870 farmhouse. So. Oh, that is so cool. I'm obsessed with old yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really love it here. And that's part of like the homesteady vibe because like you don't realize how much you kind of jump back in time when you own an old house. But um part of that is having old tin roofs and the sound of it in the spring just constantly raining it is the perfect ambiance for studying so that is amazing I feel like you're living the dream it's all fun and games until it's like freezing out and nobody <laughs> built the fire because we still we have a wood stove and a pellet stove we don't have like HVAC or we, we do like for ventilation, but we don't have like in-home heating, you know? Mm -hmm. So we have to do a wood stove and it takes like 25 minutes to build a fire if nobody has hot coals in there. So it's always fun to wake up on a cold morning and <laughs> have no heat. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I would definitely say that um, for me, like sitting down to go on Instagram, sometimes I feel like I should just be blogging, you know, and it doesn't feel so much like blogging as it is, you know, um, sometimes it kind of gets pushed to the side, but when I look back at it, it, like Instagram has a huge deciding, it's like a huge deciding factor in how much my stuff will be put out there because social media is a really powerful tool for like finding an audience or for an audience to find you. Mm -hmm. Um, what state do you live in? I feel like you probably live like further up north than me. I live in the south. Yeah, I live in Maryland, um, western slash northern Maryland. So we're kind of in the hills, but it's not so bad as like Virginia where there's tons of rolling hills. So Yeah, I remember passing through Virginia before and it's just like hills upon hills upon hills yeah I love the history um we do live on like the outskirts of a really historic town 
and our house has some historic like value to it. So it's pretty cool to immerse yourself in that. And then on top of that, it's also like, I feel like I get to experience the year like better than in like a city where you don't get to see like all of the nature blooming during all of the different seasons. Like right now we have flowers that are blooming. I feel like I wouldn't be able to appreciate that if we didn't have such a large patch of land where stuff can kind of grow wild a little bit. So I really appreciate kind of the out there kind of lifestyle. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, my county is kind of like the most country county around though. (laughs) (laughs) That's I mean, my high school is nicknamed Cornfield High, and I live like five minutes from my high school, and everywhere around it is just cornfields and farms, so (laughs) we're kind of in the middle of nowhere, but, um, you know, we've got a city nearby, (laughs) so. Yeah, I live close to the city, but I do love, like, looking at like videos of like people who live in like more rural areas because I feel like it's so cool and then a lot of them have older homes that they're renovating which is like amazing. Hey everyone thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked it as much as I loved interviewing her. It was like I said at the beginning so informative and tell me if you like to have more guests on the podcast because I really enjoy it. And speaking of guests, our next episode or an episode coming up, who knows, may or may not be with a guest or guests with an S. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to press the subscribe button and follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Also, make sure to check out my Instagram at normalizingme. I'm also on Twitter, I will say. I've uh, retweeted some things I haven't tweeted, but I I will tweet. Um, And I also have a TikTok that I don't post on, which will also be linked down below. And like I said in the beginning, Shannon's links will be below. Oh, 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 oh,